is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. This is the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Now live from the Merchants Auto Studio, here's Nick Anastas and Ryan Stores. Round two here on the Fantasy Champion Show. Presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. BuyNorthEnd.com is their website. I'm Nick Anastas. I'm with Ryan Stores. We're here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Tune in at ESPNNH.com. A lot of options. You got all that. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will take some Twitter questions at some point. We're on Twitter at ESPNNH. And we will begin right now to break things down game by game in week number 10. Kansas City at Carolina. We'll throw out the spread because we're degenerates. Panthers giving three with the over-under of 44. Stores, go ahead. Yeah, this is an interesting matchup. We obviously, <clears throat> we talked about Macklin last week. Was uh, We didn't know if he was going to go. He did go. He ended up getting hurt in that first drive, so that uh, put some uh, some dampers on some uh, some points that he may have gotten. Um, but we hear, we also see some notes that Spencer Ware might be coming back, so that could be a good thing for them as well. Carolina's been playing well, so uh, it's still a Quite a long shot for them to, to get back into the stride of things and maybe make a playoff rush, but you never know. We've it's seen a weak some, division. Yeah, it's a weak division, so you could. And I know Atlanta's there, but you know we'll see. But uh, Spencer Ware has been worth the bargain for sure. So if you if you have him, I think he's going to be good to go today. So go ahead and start him. I think that defense has been playing better, but I think there's some room there for him to go. Um, that wide receiver situation. I know I used uh, Ty- uh, Tyreek Hill as my sleeper last week, and uh, I think he was sleeping. Because he, did, he didn't he didn't play uh, he didn't very get the well. Memo, no. no, even with Macklin going down, that was kind of what I was banking on that he would uh, not go or not play as much. Uh, and he still wasn't the wide receiver. They went after, they went after Albert Wilson in the end zone. So I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, kind of stay away from that wide receiver situation for the time yeah. being. Yeah, I'm good, and probably on the Panther side too. Cam Newton has not thrown a touchdown pass to a receiver since Week Five. Mm-hmm. That's courtesy of Roto World. That's a long span, longest in the league, tied with the Texans and Dolphins. Um. And I think the Chiefs have a soft spot in the belly of that defense. I think, again, Carolina, by nature, is a run-first team. I think they get back to basics. I think Jonathan Stewart gets back on track after a quiet week in week number nine. You still got to go with Olsen and uh, and probably Kelsey. I like those big bodies at the tight end spot. You mentioned West. I don't see any of the names here. Kelvin Benjamin, sure, because of the size and targets. But, but I've uh, kind of given up on him blowing up. Week to week, it'll probably happen at some point, but but I think he's his floor is still good enough to be a uh, a two or a three receiver. But anyone else here? Uh, not really. I mean, you mentioned Jonathan Stewart. I think as far as uh, any of our daily league or uh, daily uh, yeah daily league um, listeners right now, I think uh, Jonathan Stewart would be a really good bargain this week. He's probably gone down quite a bit in in overall salary that you could put on that roster. Um, so you could probably get him, and like you said, there's some weak spots in that defense for him to run. Uh, we've seen games with Jonathan Stewart's piled up multiple touchdowns. This could definitely be one of them, and like I said, he's probably pretty cheap to get right now in those daily leagues, draft yeah. and FanDuel, so look at him. Yeah, and the Chiefs have allowed 10 touchdown passes to receivers on the season, so that's not a bad matchup uh, through the air there. All right, Denver and New Orleans in the Big Easy. Saints home favorites by a point and a half with an over-under of 49 uh, again, the Broncos are wounded. I think that's pretty apparent to anybody watching the games. Mm-hmm. They, do, they don't have the same speed that they had on defense. I mean, Tlaib is huge. Ward is becoming an IDP stud at the safety spot, by the way. Yep. Um, IDP heads already know that, but I wanted to shout it out. 
North New Orleans are going to throw it home. We know that. And again, that wounded second secondary is going to be tested for Denver. So I like a lot of the players, skill players for New Orleans in this one, including Breeze, and uh, probably all his buddies on the outside, Cook, Snead, maybe even Fleener. I mean, tight end's been kind of a weird position this year, uh, kind of a thin position. But but again, the Saints at home, I kind of like Fleener more than not. We already talked about Ingram in the first segment. On the other side, you know, Denver's probably going to move the football too, right? Because New Orleans hasn't hasn't been very trustworthy defensively. Um, so I like both Sanders and Thomas on the outside. That run game, what's the story there with Denver? Your boy Booker. Yeah, the last two weeks, I mean, he, he had a pretty good stat line in his first game against San Diego. He did fumble at the end zone. So I think the people that were uh, holding on to him, ready, getting ready for him to, to burst onto the scene, were a little bit um, a little bit upset with that. And then obviously the performance Sunday night against Oakland, I think he only man- managed uh, 30 yards or so. Yeah. So uh, definitely lackluster. So I don't think it continues, especially in this matchup. Uh, I think he has a, a breakout game for Booker that those owners have been looking for. Uh, very weak Saints defense. They've been playing better. Uh, and winning games, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for Booker to do well there. Uh, I think the one of the big storylines is uh, is Michael Thomas of, yeah. of the Saints, um, and he's, in my opinion, and if you read around the sites and and look around, he's kind of emerged as the number one receiver for the Saints. Um, well, they they spent a high pick on him for a reason. Yeah, second rounder, big body. Marcus Colston served in that role for nearly a decade. Mm-hmm. Okay, of being the big receiver. And Thomas is version 2.0 in a lot of ways. Not quite as big. I mean, mm-hmm. Colston was 6'6", but at 6'2", 6'3", big enough on the outside to warrant a lot of red zone targets. And as you said, 10, 6, 5 the last three games in terms of catches. Found the end zone twice in week nine. Uh, he's he's a must start moving forward. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough matchup for him. I think the Broncos are going to put uh, Tlaib on him. They've been a, they've actually done a pretty good job this season shutting down the the. the uh, the opponent's number one wide receiver so and let's see how healthy Tlaib is right exactly so uh, normally I would say you know uh, you still start him but kind of uh, be a little bit weary with him but um, I think he'll be fine uh, like I said he's moved to the number one slot there if you have Cooks too I think he might ha- have a good game because they might put a lot of attention on Thomas so yeah. uh, overall pretty good situation a lot of fantasy options in this matchup yeah um, and just wanted to mention where did uh, where did Colson go to college Hofstra oh okay I just wanted to well Shame on me if I didn't know that. All right, we've got L.A. and the Jets. This one in New York. Uh, Rams are getting two. So the Jets are home favorites, and that's a very low over-under of just 40, which means that the bookies do not think this is an attractive game from a fantasy standpoint. Let's prove them wrong, though. First of all, Brandon Marshall. Um, you know, he hasn't had the same year, but, but I would – hate to be kicking myself if he were on my bench mm. and he blows up. Um, say what you want about the Rams defense. There's there's cases to be had that they're good or not or that they're bad. Um, but but I think they're pretty physical, bare minimum, and this is probably a physical game. So uh, Brandon Marshall, roll the dice, go ahead. But I think he's at least a flex-worthy guy. And, again, the Jets are bottom three against the pass. That means Kenny Britt's, uh, you know, he bailed himself out with a late touchdown last week, but but he's still getting a lot of targets. Um, he's still a big body, and again, the Jets have given up a lot of big plays as well. Maybe Tavon Austin is uh, is a guy who breaks one, as he's been known to do mm-hmm. two or three times a year. Maybe this is a game where he scores not once but twice and wins you a week. I could see that. Um, you know, Gurley, you got to still roll with. And then on the other side, Forte is quietly 
put together a pretty good stretch here mm -hmm. of three top ten performances in a row. Um, and he should, if he's healthy, be producing because he's big enough. He's smart enough at this point. Savvy vet can catch balls on third down. Um, you know, I, I don't know anything else after that. <laughs> yeah, it's not one of the best matchups with a lot of fantasy uh, stars there for sure. I think one of the uh, one of the players that we got to start talking about here eventually, and who's probably not going to be playing this game at all, is Jared Goff. And, and we talk about the Rams have lost four games in a row. Uh, when do you think they start, uh, you know, leaning towards Goff and getting him out there? I mean, he was the first overall pick, and we haven't seen him on the on the field at all. Uh, not that it's a really attractive fantasy situation at all, but uh, I know there are some players out, some uh, owners out there one in our league that did spend a draft pick on Goff and has been sitting on their bench. So I'm sure there's a few of them across the country that are that are looking uh, at him and, and seeing what he has and maybe if their season's tanked a little bit and they want to see what they have in, uh, in, a, in a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think it's going to happen eventually here. But as far as the matchup... He's owned in less than 1% of leagues. Yeah, I mean, he ESPN. hasn't played. I mean, he has, wasn't even dressing, I think, in the beginning of the season. But uh, He should I, be on a dynasty roster. Though. Yeah, less than 1%? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe that's just the one person that I know that owns them right now, but, uh, <laughs> but I, like I said, I think it's, well, no, he's owned in our league. That's he's owned in my other league. Yeah. Right. So he's, he's, that's, maybe that's it. But, uh, but the point is though, I think there's a, I think we can start talking about him pretty soon because I mean, how long are they going to go? Yeah, but is he going to be fantasy relevant right away? Not right away, but like I said, for those people that one percent that, that did hold on to him and want to see what he's got, that, that that could be coming coming true pretty quickly, especially if they keep on their losing ways here. All right, next up, another one o'clock matchup: Green Bay at Tennessee. Titans are giving two and a half, and the implied total, aka the over/under, is forty-nine. Um, you know, Green Bay hot and cold. You know, I thought they'd kind of come out of their slump, and then, you know, they didn't look coherent last week. Ended up in a loss against a bad defense. Should have been a juicy matchup on paper against the Colts. Uh, Tennessee is a much better defense on paper than Indianapolis. How much trouble is this going to present for Packers owners in fantasy? Well, I mean, they, it seems like it's a, a week on, a week off, so maybe this is a week on for them, but it, it is definitely a tougher matchup on the defense, like you said. Um, I don't know. I think um, – I think they, their struggles continue. I mean, it's, uh, it's in Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's defense is a lot better. I think there's definitely some options. You can start Rodgers. You can start, uh, I think Cobb's got a pretty decent matchup. Who's going to be matching up with him on the other side? Uh, you look at Devontae Adams, who's been well doing playing very well this year. So there's definitely still fantasy options there. You stay away from the running back situation. Obviously, if you have Ty Montgomery, you can put him in a flex. Um, but I think it's another good matchup for my, for my guy Mariota as well. So I think he's been uh, slinging it around there. I think he's got a good matchup against the Packers defense. That's that's pretty stingy, but still has uh, let up some points in fantasy. Um, and then obviously you're going to be rolling with Demarco Murray, uh, and I like the tight end obviously Delaney Walker. There's not a lot of huge passing options, consistent passing passing options in Tennessee. So you kind of stick with the Mariota train and obviously the uh, the Demarco Murray train there. Fun fact of the day again, go. courtesy of Roto World. Mariota has thrown multiple touchdown passes in five straight games. That's the longest streak by a Titans quarterback since Billy Volek oh, in 2004. You remember old Billy? I do. They called him Slick Willie. He could throw it around. All right, next up here on the Fantasy Champion Show. I agree with all what you just said, but I wouldn't count out the Packers either. So Yeah, definitely a winnable game I, for I, them. I think there's points there uh, despite a pretty formidable Tennessee defense. Ty Montgomery I'd roll with. Cobb has been slowly starting to come back into it, I think, and uh, Devontae Adams has been good all season. Atlanta and Philly. 
Stores is boys. Fresh off a loss mm. on the road against the Giants. Spread is even. And uh, very high over under of 51. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, tough game. They uh, We saw a Carson Wentz that we really haven't seen a lot of this year and in, in turning the ball over two times very quickly in the game. So uh, obviously I don't think there's a lot of people out there that are starting Wentz week to week. Uh, so not a big deal there, but uh, maybe a bigger deal for the Giants defense that really got them in the game early and kept them in the game for the rest of the uh, the afternoon there. But uh, uh, a pretty good matchup for, for Carson Wentz here. I know if I look across a lot of the rankings on ESPN and, and Rotor World, all the other sites there, he's still like in the uh, in the early 20s, some you know, late teens as far as overall quarterback for this week. But I feel like it should be a little bit higher. The, the Falcons have given up a lot of yards yeah. uh, to the receivers all season long. Um, and you feel like they're, uh, the Eagles got to get something positive going there. So you like uh, possibly Wentz if you if you got some, somebody on by. But you look at Jordan Matthews, who's been a target machine uh, the last few weeks here. And a Zach Ertz sighting. And a Zach Ertz sighting. He got, he got, Fittingly, after we both traded him. Yeah, exactly. So he was getting his targets, too. So I think that continues. So if you own uh, Ertz and you own Matthews, uh, Jordan Matthews, I think you can green light them both this week. Um, excuse me, on the other side with uh, with the Falcons, uh, obviously, Julio Jones. I don't think the Eagles got anybody that's going to slow him down too much. No. Running back situation is. Um, I don't know if uh, Coleman's going to be playing. Tevon. I think he's practicing. He has practiced all week. I don't know if he's a game time today or not. But uh, but Freeman will have the volume there. But yeah. again, Eagles have been pretty stout against the run, so this is not a great matchup for daily heads. Yeah. So maybe focus on Matt Ryan, who probably have a good game, and obviously Julio yep. Jones. Uh, we've seen Sanu uh, play pretty well. So if you. Uh, if you need some help there on wide receiver with some buys, you can always always look his way as well. Yeah. Minnesota, Washington. One more here before the wall. Skins giving three. OU is 42. Well, I think Washington is is pretty good when they're good, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they're a good team. They can beat good teams, home or on the road, when things are clicking. When they're not, well, we see what happens. Yeah. So... Is this a matchup against a struggling Vikings team who's now lost three in a row after starting out 5-0? and I don't know. I think the Vikings probably having more problem on the offensive side than the defense, even over this, this three-game uh, losing streak. Uh, Stephon Diggs has not really uh, gone very deep. You know, they, it seems like they're, he's hanging around the line of scrimmage, a lot of screens, a lot of over-the-middle stuff. I mean, I get it. They wanted to have his targets up. That was a preseason statement, but... Uh, I think he's a good enough athlete to send deep once in a while. Maybe it's Bradford. I mean, Bridgewater last year was the problem. Maybe Bradford as well. I mean, he's been inaccurate, and maybe his arm's not once what it once was. But you said it last week. You're shying away from Viking offensive players until mm-hmm. further notice, and, and i got to tend to agree with you. It was a McKinnon owner. I was burned last week. Mm-hmm. He only had, what, seven carries, eight yards, something like that, and, and that ended up hurting me big time. And, well, how about Washington coming off a, a bye? They have weapons. Crowder, I think, is a bona fide uh, receiver at this point, at least a receiver, too. Back-to-back 100-yard gains and uh, in leading the club in targets outside of Jordan Reed, who is a must-start at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kirk Cousins and Daly look elsewhere. Again, Minnesota's still a pretty good defense. Always a hit or miss with Deshaun Jackson. We know that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the the – um, main story here is the Redskins, and I'll get into the player that's going to be my focal point and um, moving forward for the rest of the season. But real quickly, 
the Vikings, not to write them completely off. I think there is one fantasy player that's worth playing, is that's Kyle Rudolph. He's been pretty mm-hmm. consistent this year um, with some very inconsistent players on fantasy. So uh, if you have Rudolph, um, you know, don't shy away from him. But other than that, you're not starting anybody else for, for Minnesota. Back over to the storyline with Washington, though, and I think it's uh, it's Rob Kelly. Uh, and we saw Gruden come out and say, uh, Jay Gruden, that is, uh, that uh, Matt Jones uh, has to earn his starting job back. And that just means yeah. uh, that it's the Rob Kelly show from here on out for as far as, um, you know, if he can keep it, he's not going to he's not going to give it up to Jones. Um, so and I, 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 Minnesota's I, stout. They are stout. They are stout up front. So I don't know if this is, again, an opportunity for anybody in uh, red and gold to get going on the ground. Yeah, it might be tough. Uh, we saw the last time the Redskins played was that London game where they tied, and Kelly did get in the end zone. He didn't have a ton of yards, but he did play pretty productive. Uh, this is a little bit of tougher defense that has been struggling a little bit. Uh, definitely still their strongest part of the team. Uh, but definitely look, uh, keep an eye on Rob Kelly. As he could emerge as the every every week starter for Washington, especially if Jones can't earn that job back, uh, and like you mentioned, Jordan Reed, uh, Cousins is obviously startable, and I'd kind of wait and see as far as those wide receivers. It seems like it's a, it's Jackson one week, it's Crowder one week, so it's uh, yeah. hard to put one of those guys in and, and start with. Confidence. Give me Crowder. Yeah, I'm rolling with. Hey, him. He's been more consistent, so I mean, if you got if you got Crowder, then you can definitely start him. Jackson's been the one that's been a little bit banged up and not yeah. very consistent this year. All right, coming up, home stretch here on the Fantasy Champion Show. We'll mow down the rest of the schedule, the rest of the ones, the fours, the Sunday and Monday night games as well. Uh, Twitter questions, we're at ESPNNH, and we'll give our sleeper picks as we always do as well. That's next here on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. Tune in and ESPNNHradio.com.